Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's hashtag Taiwan highlights and in the spotlight. But as always, we kick things off with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Thursday, July 15th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Leslie Biao. Hello, John. Up next, we're going to be talking about a very unusual dilemma to have, that of what to do with too much fried chicken. Then an unfortunate lightning strike that's been in the news around Taiwan these past two days. And also, Taiwan hits a daily peak in terms of vaccination, and we hope to do even better in the future. All that coming up next. Please stick around. fried chicken i'm guessing you can never have enough <laughs> so why is are these people complaining about having too much yeah this isn't a thing john i just want to start this off by saying too much fried chicken is is not a legitimate problem to have because first it world just, issues no it's not even an issue like by calling it an issue itself that's <laughs> that's where the problem is because i can take any amount of fried chicken lickety split are you a competitive eater one of those people who no, I just really like fried chicken. Okay. I love uh, all well, fr fried chickens of all in sorts. all of its forms. Oh, uh, yeah. So who has too much fried chicken? Okay, so um, in this day and age of lockdown, a lot of people are turning to food delivery services for their food needs, right? And right. one really popular Taiwanese food or snack is the fried stands. And usually those fried stands give you popcorn chicken. Okay. Um, the thing is, those popcorn chickens, they come with an array of different types of appetizers like mushrooms, and asparagus tofus yeah you have your uh, sometimes french fries taros i can go on forever um so there's a word that we'd like to use when we order these foods right we say pay so pay means to accompany yeah to go with so when we say i want a xian su qi pay something else I want uh, fried chicken with. Yeah, I want fried chicken with so-and-so. But this person opted to let the vendor decide what they want. So when they just say, which is, I want uh, popcorn chicken with $300 worth of accompaniments. Of whatever. Of whatever, right? And that's up to the vendor to decide. And so they decided to just accompany with fried chicken? Well, no, chicken because chicken? they missed that one word. They missed that accompany, that word pay. Oh. So they said, I want $300 worth of fried chicken. $300 US dollars? Oh, no, no. 300 Taiwanese dollars. Say, that's a lot of chicken you can buy with that money. The thing about Taiwanese uh, food stands is that it's not, it's pretty cheap relatively. Mm. And I want to say one uh, popcorn, one, one thing of popcorn chicken is like 65 New Taiwan dollars, which is about $2 US. So they got probably five orders of fried chicken, popcorn what? chicken. And that's not something you can really refrigerate and save for the next day. It gets greasy. Yeah. It's soggy. It's, fr it's deep fried, you know, it gets soggy. Um, and this person was just like, 
Well, they went to the vendor to pick up their order and they realized that they misspoke their order because this was happening over text. And he said he got five bags of popcorn chicken and... Um, he was speechless at first, to say the most, to say how the about, least. How many um, grams or even kilograms is that? Do you think? I, I, I would, I would venture to say that's that's got to be a good, oh, maybe a pound of chicken. A whole pound of chicken. A You're whole pound, a pound of chicken. chicken, right? A whole pound You're of chicken. A pound of chicken. He's like, I don't know what to do with three hundred, you know, three hundred dollars worth of chicken. He's like, I'm gonna be eating popcorn chicken until I puke. But uh, he found a way to repurpose it. Um, he didn't eat all of it, thank goodness, because I mean, as enjoyable as that would be in the moment, that would feel terrible. The afterwards. aftermath would feel very bad. And uh, I so, actually, I actually can't even do like fried chicken period anymore because I don't like the smell of the vendors. Oh, there's, really? There's an, one that makes me like gag every time I walk past. Have it. You, was it just like a consequence of eating too much fried no, chicken? No, I just think that just the oily smell. I don't care for it at all. Oh. Uh, so he anyway, he's got three. Hundred dollars worth of fried chicken. Um, yeah, he's uh, so he's got three hundred worth of fried chicken, and the thing is, uh, man, he didn't know what to do with it at first, and people were just like, you know, this this is why Chinese class in school is very important because one word can be the difference between you enjoying a good meal and just three hundred dollars worth of chickens. But what he did ended up doing was he ended up saving some of the fried chicken and he repurposed it. He says, uh, how do you repurpose fried chicken? He made kung pao chicken. Oh, yeah. So he just put some sauce on it. He put some sauce on it, some peanuts, some basil. And uh, he's just like, I can make uh, Kung Pao chicken out of this. And that's what he did. He made Kung Pao chicken. And um, yeah, so that's what's going on in the world of fried chicken. I mean, this is not like I said, this is not a problem. But as we mentioned before, if we do eat this much fried chicken. I was expecting him to like give it away or something. Although I don't know who wants fried chicken from strangers. Yeah, or or leftover fried chicken. there's There's a very short window john right of the uh of the fried chicken it's i i would venture to say maybe 30 minutes 40 minutes from it being fried to finishing eating it if you hit that if you miss that 40 minute mark then that chicken is going to decline in quality i mean it's just diminishing returns Mm -hmm. so this is just you know if you ask in what what am i ever going to use this for in real life when you go to school well, I don't think they teach you about fried chicken in school, though. They don't teach you about fried so. chicken, but the importance of using the right words and using the correct mm. amount, the correct words in the correct places could be the difference between you enjoying a good meal and you just having too much chicken. A pile of chicken. But like I said, that's not that's not a that's mm. not a problem. That's not a thing, John. This is one of the least fortunate people I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah. When lightning strikes, they say. Um, and uh, this person got struck by lightning. And he, it sounds like fatally. It, it was fatal. I heard about this story yesterday. And um, how hard did that happen? Doesn't it usually strike the highest thing? It usually does strike the highest thing. But they're just thinking because this. Uh, okay, so what happened was uh, a 31-year-old man was discovered uh, on a sidewalk. And he was unconscious. And he had burns up and down his body. And he was... Um, he was running in rainy weather is what he was doing. He's going out for a jog. And in the rural part of Taiwan, it looks like. In Miaoli, which is central Taiwan, which is not very accessible to like a lot. It doesn't have a lot of access to mm. a lot of infrastructure. So who knows how long he was out there. But uh, experts say it looked like he was struck by lightning. 
during this during his run and if there's a picture of the aftermath and the pavement is just all exploded and i remember oh. seeing this story yesterday in the news because um with the restrictions being eased in taiwan gyms have opened up right. and i was just like thinking i should go for a run yeah it's safer to do that than risk in a tread on a treadmill so, right quite so early on don't go outside to run and then i saw this story and it was just like a 31 year old man got hit struck by lightning while on a run and the news channels were framing it was just like he got struck so hard that his shoe exploded that's what i saw too you saw that too right i know taiwan media loves its sensation they love to which i think in this case is kind of morbid yeah they love to hyperbolize they don't, they things don't, they don't they don't shy away from that sort of treatment they don't of the news. um this man was discovered uh Authorities, health authorities picked this man up at 6.25 at night uh, where they saw that he his clothes were torn and he was bleeding from the ear and he had, um, like, scarring up his right It's such uh, a bizarre right freak leg. accident. Like, they were just saying... Um, I wonder, I, I, you know, they always talk about your chances of being struck, you know? I don't know mm. what this what, what the chances are. Like, what is that? Is it's it, mini school from what I understand. But, yeah. Um, was he in an open field area? Because it looks like there's trees and things around that should have been struck instead. There was trees. It's a little bit open. He was running on a riverside. Mm -hmm. But uh, what authorities were saying was just that, A, it was raining. B, he was running, which means he's had a lot of, like, he's sweating a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of moisture around him as well. And um, they say also some of the, like, the electrolytes and the sweat are conducive, and that would attract... Um, lightning. However, you are right in that usually it's the taller things that get very, struck by lightning. So bizarre. this is very, very unfortunate, and um, it's 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 very real to me at least, John, because you and I are the same age. We are the same this age guy. as this guy. And um, it, it, sometimes you can think like, oh, it, it can't happen to us, well, but it, like it can happen to anyone. Apparently, it can happen to anybody. And um, unfortunately, when they first found this man, he. Uh, he had out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, which is OCA, but uh, EMTs managed to resuscitate him. Unfortunately, really? Unfortunately, he did not make it through the night. That's incredible that they were able to even resuscitate him. Though, yeah. Like, something like that. Uh, there's footage of the ambulance to the hospital, and you see the EMT just uh, giving him CPR. Oh, my God. Um, it, I, I wouldn't even know. I mean, EMTs are so fascinating. Like, they're, 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 they're amazing in that so... they know just what to do in any given situation um no matter how minuscule and you just see him this emt just hop right into action just give mm. this guy cpr straight away have you ever had any near misses with lightning i've had two since i've been in taiwan near misses yeah like you mean it's in your close to your vicinity or did you dodge the lightning john um it was pretty much directly in front of me and it was directly outside of our studio too Oh, this was a wow. couple of years ago. Yeah, it was in front of you. That that must have been so loud. It was. I I, I nearly like. Did you lose your hearing? No, no, it wasn't quite that bad. But like you said, with the thing where it looked like the ground had exploded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up close like that, it was like whoa. I've never of, seen that. And it was not raining or anything. It was kind of threatening to at the time, but it was like definitely a bolt out of not the blue but you know what i mean not expected i've I, not even in taiwan i've never i've like in my entire life right I've outside never of our building here and, uh, and then you said that was our, twice no no the second time my building seems to have gotten hit oh wow and my tv old tv now exploded smoke smoking oh yeah i've i've had that actually um i think uh, lightning hit my my building once and then uh that fried some of the the HDMI ports in my TVs. Mm. Um, that's in just. But I think we've gotten away lucky, comparatively speaking. Um, you know, uh, 
this makes me think about a walk I had during a thunderstorm like last month. What are you doing walking during thunderstorms? Well, I'm never going to do that again. Now. I went out for a walk and then I heard thunder, so okay. I I retreated to a to a parking lot, which is like one of the under one of those overpasses. Mm-hmm. So I was just going for a walk, and then uh, yeah, light thunder was going all around. I didn't even think I'd get struck, but it was it was definitely close, and that made me a little nervous. Uh, yeah, so the, we we got to be more careful, especially especially now. Apparently, there are some what is it called weather anomalies this year. In Whether Taiwan? it be oh, all over the place, like Canada, India, oh, there's a heat wave the in the fires. states. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we guys just got to be careful. I think uh, India reported 70 people getting hit by lightning in a single really? day. That's yeah, yeah, crazy. That's what I heard. I mean, there are a lot of people. So statistically, if it's still, that's, I mean, that's, that's that's crazy. That's a lot. So you just got to be careful I, with I these things. I think we in Taiwan are fairly lucky with these sorts of things, but. Uh, Sometimes, I guess, like it says, lightning strikes. Lightning strikes, man. On a lighter note, and a very positive one, actually, Taiwan has just had its biggest day of vaccination so far. Yeah, and that's... actually, we seem to still we seem to be building on that, actually, uh... because. Um, just this morning, I saw they've set up a, va- a vaccine, a mass vaccination center right by our station down the road at the park. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's huge. They got stools so people are socially distanced. Oh. And the people with the vaccines come around to you. The only potentially uh, not so great part about it is that the line to get in is a bit chaotic. Like the people are not separated and they're all wearing masks and everything, but. Uh, I mean, yeah. They have people, to have a guy with a bullhorn like yelling at people. No, line up like this. For some reason, they always do. They always need that. I mean, when people in Taiwan people can't follow simple lineup directions. They, they, they really can't. And the, if you saw, there were news stories about um, on the thirteenth. That's when the like when the restrictions were lifted on the thirteenth of midnight in Taichung. There was a line around the corner for like a really popular sushi restaurant that opens only in the middle of the night. I think that that's a big mistake. People letting, were not social our restrictions, distance. Letting our restrictions down before we have a, a, at least a good couple string of days without any cases at all. I agree. But and um, Anyway, uh, we are getting vaccinated at levels not yet seen heretofore in Taiwan. Yes. Tell us about it. So um, Health Minister Chen Sizong, he had his uh, daily press briefing about COVID. COVID-19 today. It happens every day at 2 p.m. And it's the nation stops what it's doing and tunes in. I mean, I know I definitely stop <laughs> what I'm doing and I and I tune right in. Um, but he had some good news for us uh, in, to, in today's, or I guess if you're listening on shortwave yesterday's mm. uh, press briefing, he said that um, yesterday Taiwan saw its single day highest vaccination rate. So uh, on that day, 242,000 people were vaccinated in a single day in Taiwan, and that's a new high. Well, we really haven't had much vaccination, at least of the general public so far. It has almost exclusively been people who have pre-existing conditions or who are over 65. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess some like flight crews and athletes and things, but they're uh, very, very small numbers. There's yeah, the, anybody under 65 getting vaccinated a are new thing. are extreme cases i want to say or not even like people extreme who are cases. very vulnerable they're vulnerable we, people we have but yeah we've just opened up a vaccination to those 18 and up to the general public and so i can i can see why well the registration so. is is happening is what it is uh it's not 
eligibility is still not there. But 242,000, if you think about it, that's 1% of the population. Taiwan, that's good. In a single day, that's pretty good. And um, right now, to give you a bit of an update, 17% um, of the population has received at least one dose. Really? Of the, I didn't uh, think it was that high that fast. Yeah. Because it wasn't that long ago when we didn't have enough vaccines for everyone. We've just had a new shipment come in from Japan the other day. Yeah. And, um, and um, so we're, 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 while we're supposed to be close to developing our own vaccines, it was supposed to happen this month, but I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about it either. So I guess for net, the moment we're relying on imported vaccines that we either paid for or that someone donated to us. Uh, in addition to the Japanese vaccines, apparently there's another shipment of Moderna and AstraZeneca coming in. Okay. Um, as so that's good news. We finally have enough to get ordinary people vaccinated and life back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, the registration system is kicking off to, I mean... People are just really eager. Right. And I think that they're very smart about the way they're doing it. I think this was a technique first pioneered in Japan. But the idea with the mass vaccination centers here is that everyone sits where they are. Mm. And the doctors or nurses who or whoever come around and injects people, they come around to you. That way, everyone sits and they just sit where they are until everyone's been vaccinated. Yeah, and that's... You've got a whole chunk of people vaccinated. You, uh... No complicated lines are moving around. Yeah. If you add moving into that, it's that's where you lose the, the social distance. It's just in and sat down that seemed to be the difficult part. When I was watching people go in, they weren't quite sure... Uh, where, where to go, how to go. Yeah, no, that's, they're like, just please form a line. We're not ready to open yet. I mean, the first city to adopt that kind of vaccination method was Kaohsiung, and they did it in the uh, in a huge, like, arena. Yeah, and get this, they had a, a, a string quartet So playing. you can be of entertainment while you wait. Yeah, you, you could listen to music while you, <laughs> and, 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 you know, blow, have the air condition blow on you while... You know, nurses and doctors come around. Definitely easing your anxiety, having a string quartet play. Definitely. You know, people who have needle who are needle anxious averse oh i don't know if you have a needle aversion i'm guessing that mm. like maybe a 40 person quartet wouldn't be enough to take your yeah, mind off of that it's helpful every bit helps so yes uh we've had our biggest day so far i'm waiting to get um notification i'm registered actually. are you registered i got not i registered two days ago oh wow like pretty much within hours of them opening up the registration to general ordinary people the, i heard you registered yet i i have not actually because you know the with these things i mean i should but with these things like people always rush to go get it first mm -hmm. and then you know you just you just let let the people tuck with themselves out the ones who want to wait in line they let let them let them go let them tire themselves so you, out your idea is to wait longer you have no immediate need to travel or anything and just wait till the lines aren't so long yeah um i heard that within the first minute of the system going online sixty thousand people tried to access it oh i was a few hours later so i think probably yeah that's perfectly did fine did it crash yeah it crashed a few uh, times did you select what kind of vaccine you get to so give? i really want to get the moderna but that doesn't seem realistic because from from i don't know if it's polling or did some kind of data that i read mm. earlier in the day about what people are checking in uh. terms of the boxes for which type of vaccine they yeah, want to yeah. get like 60 percent of the people only want moderna and so it <laughs> seems like you're you're gonna have to wait a very long time. Yeah, I, I figure, wrote that story actually. I figure. Um, oh, you wrote that story? Yeah, that okay. was a uh, July third. That was the statistics as of July thirteenth, so five p.m. I don't know. I don't have anything against AstraZeneca. The only thing is that uh, I'm a U.S. citizen and it hasn't been approved for use there. And I wonder, <laughs> would that give me trouble going back or traveling? Oh, if they say you need to show you vaccination proof, and you have a vax, you have been, but it's not with one that they like. That's a good I question. I don't know. I don't know. 
that's uh, a legitimate concern. Actually, now you got you now you got me would thinking. It, maybe it, I need to travel to other countries if I needed to go somewhere. I don't know who's all approved what. Right. It's oh, very, John. It's a very difficult. You gave me something to think about right have there. Have I given you pause? You have given me pause because I was just thinking, you know, I'm like, I, I'll take AstraZeneca. I'll, I'll take what I can get. I checked both because I want to just get it over. But yeah. I wonder, would I have to go back later and get a, a second round? Well, with, a different the, brand? with the story I did is that um, you can you can change your preference whenever, right. as long as you haven't gotten notified that you can make your appointment. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was hesitant at first. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, not because I think the side side effects that they've reported are just so rare that uh, it's not really a big concern for me. But the bigger issue is like travel wise. What's if you have one versus the other? Will that limit where you can go? Or that's a very that's a, that's a legitimate concern. Now that you mention it, because I have been thinking that I want to go back to the states. As soon as, you know, you either get vaccinated, travel restrictions are lifted, I'm safe Yeah, from COVID. I haven't seen my family in more than a year. So yeah. So it's, a, it's a, not a, a decision to be taken lightly. Anyway, for herd immunity and the greater good, I think it's a better I- idea to just get whatever you can take sooner rather than later. So yeah. I, ch- I check both for now. Okay. I might change my mind. But, it's a, but given, like, what the figures that you talked about in your article. Yeah. I don't know. You did the responsible thing, John. Uh, I think the only pe- people who only checked AZ were like 1.6%. AstraZeneca, yeah. But people who checked both are Conf- like 34, 32.85, right. so I think. I still might have to wait a while, but the Moderna, you said well, only Moderna was like, what, 60%? 61. 61%. Yeah, 60-some-odd. That means a lot of people not are not taking the AstraZeneca. They, yeah, and they that, refuse. The to. lines for that are going to be... And that's unfortunate because AstraZeneca is the, the majority we of what we've of. gotten. It's, it's a difficult issue and one that they don't really have very clear guidance on right people just like who just says get whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever you have it's better than nothing yeah but i just wonder about uh what other effects that could have about long-term effects that we're not, not side seeing. effects i'm talking about traveling mm. permission yeah um you know, I mean, because like things seem to be on the uptick, right? With well, airlines say you can't have a seat because you didn't get this one or that one. No one really seems to have. Uh, Are they saying that? Yeah, I, they're not that okay. I know of. But I just I worry. I'm an anxious person. Yeah, John, you, I've you, seen no no real guidelines about any of this. You strike me as a long term thinker, John. There's uh there's that, and then you know you you have given me something to think about with that because I'm anyway, I'm so short sighted. I would like to I would encourage you, and if you're in Taiwan and listening, you can get. If you have a national health insurance card, you are eligible as well okay. to get vaccinated here. It doesn't matter your nationality as long as you are a legal resident. So go and uh, check that out and check that check those boxes. Register, my friends, please it's do. Finally allowed. I mean, how long did we wait? Oh, I mean, this this outbreak happened since May fifteenth. My, my sister keeps telling me, "Forget it. Just come back home and get it done." I mean, you thought us. about that, didn't you? I did, but I have a rabbit. <laughs> I have a pet. Oh yeah. Um, uh, can't Sam take her? Yeah, but I still would not want to leave her. I, I guess so. I, I, I suppose. Uh, and like I said, I'm an anxious person. I can't. So, yeah, I decided to hold out and wait for it to become well, available here. I'm sure your bunny thanks you, John. I mean, I, at this point, I'm just like, I'll get the vaccine when I'll get it. I mean, you see people complaining in the news about like, there's a lot can't of get compl- a vaccine. People are using it for political ends too, which I don't really like. Yeah, that's a, that's very unfortunate. That is very if unfortunate. If it was the other party in power, it would be the other way around. If, yeah. No matter who's in charge during a crisis like this, they get blamed for everything. Yeah. And and we know. see this this third this wave of like, I guess third parties 
of in Taiwan. Yeah, everyone just uses it as an excuse to fling some political mud. I think it's much better to just get us the vaccines, please. Things. Let's just put it this way: things were much simpler when uh, we had this outbreak under control. Yeah, no, I, they really. I think that's the biggest mistake was was uh, allowing certain conditions to uh, pass. Let the, let the disease that, that spread. let the disease come in and spread around hopefully i mean we had a good we had a uh we had a good run before a good run before until about may let's see if we can't do it again guys we 17 gotta, today 17 17 cases yeah. we gotta we're getting down towards the single digits come on come on let's the do corner. this all right well that's it for today's edition of here in taiwan i'm john van Trieste. and i'm leslie Liao. stay tuned because up next it is hashtag taiwan highlights and in the spotlight Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's social media memes or a video that's trending in Taiwan, or maybe a piece of news that netizens are talking about. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you'll know that for the past few weeks, I've been focusing on topics that have to do with the COVID-19 outbreak in Taiwan. This week, I tried to find a story that didn't have as much to do with the COVID-19 outbreak just to switch things up a little bit. However, I'm not sure that I found the most palatable of stories to say. I sincerely think that some of you might be pining for more of the heartwarming happy stuff that I've covered in the past week. Just to give you a small preview, this week I'm going to be talking about pizza. And a lot of you might be thinking, well, how offensive can pizza get? Just... Listen up, because this ain't going to be about regular pizza. I promise you that. Pizza. Now, who doesn't love a good slice? I myself am a lover of pizza of all shapes and styles, from Chicago deep dish, New York pizza, square, round, triangular. Pizza's great. So you might be thinking, great, we're talking about pizza this week, so there's no way this can get controversial, right? Wrong. Taiwan has been known to get pretty creative with its pizza offerings and i don't mean that in a good way i mean that in a taiwan has offered boba pizza ramen pizza and sticky rice dumpling pizza kind of way in fact pizza hut taiwan offered two different types of sticky rice dumpling pizzas this past dragon boat festival we at radio taiwan international are no strangers to peculiar pizzas after all andrew ryan and ellen chu have performed taste tests on boba pizza and they didn't exactly hate it. Aside from that, I've stayed away from talking about unusual pizza because I respect that it's a matter of personal preference. But let me tell you something, that's not happening today. Pizza Hut Taiwan, the mastermind behind those wackadoo flavors I just mentioned, have come out with their strangest flavor yet. And if I don't talk about it now, then I'll never get to talk about it again because pizza flavors don't get much weirder than this. This is pig blood cake. 
It's a blood pudding made from pork blood and sticky rice, and it's often served with peanut powder. This is a century egg. It's an egg that's been fermented for anywhere from weeks to months. They're black and they're quite pungent. This is cilantro, aka coriander. It's an herb commonly used in cooking, and it's a divisive ingredient because, as I've discussed in a past hashtag, some people think it tastes like soap. Pig blood rice cake and century eggs, in my experience, are acquired tastes. Cilantro, not so much because it's more of a you either love it or you hate it kind of thing. But do you see where I'm going when I'm talking about three controversial ingredients and pizza at the same time? If you haven't figured it out, I'll give you a few seconds to piece it together. That's right, Pizza Hut Taiwan took those three ingredients and put them together on a pizza. And it went over as well online as you might think. Joe Zhu tweeted, Oh my god, Taiwan introduced cilantro century egg pig blood rice cake pizza. I'm screaming. Everybody's screaming, Joe. Everybody's screaming. Real loud. How does it taste? Well, food lover and amateur comedian living in Taipei, Matan Shlomi, wrote a comprehensive review, and there's one excerpt that I think really sums it up. He says, I ate this pizza, and I commend the chefs of Pizza Hut for bravely treading where everyone begged them not to. But sometimes, the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Some things don't exist for a reason. Century Egg does not go with blood cake in the night market, and it does not go well with it here. Apart, they are symbols. Icons, avatars of acquired taste. Together, they are a gimmick, nothing more and nothing less. Not to be outdone, Stash and I made our own version of the pizza to try and see how it tastes. Why did we have to make it ourselves? Well, get this. The pizza is sold out nationwide. How did my and Stash's adventure pan out? Well, you're just going to have to wait for the Taiwan Taste Bud segment to come out. Either way, I'm glad that this is over with, because pizza can't get much weirder than this, right? Chicken testicle pizza. That's it. I'm out of here. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Do check out that segment on our YouTube channel where I try pig blood rice cake cilantro century egg pizza. And no, I'm not trying chicken testicle pizza. This is Highlights, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. We're going to start today's show with some good news and some bad news. Let's start with the bad news. Level 3 restrictions are going to continue for another two weeks in Taiwan. Now, the good news, officials are going to ease those restrictions. And what's that going to involve? Let's take a look. After nearly two months of level three restrictions, people in Taiwan are itching for a return to normal life. Starting July 13th, officials are opening up places like night markets, restaurants and food courts for dine-in customers. But there will still be restrictions like social distancing, crowd control, registration and masks when you're not eating. Now, in addition to restaurants, other places that will open up with restrictions include public parks, indoor and outdoor athletic spaces like gyms, and arts and performance spaces, but without audiences. Places that will remain closed include schools and cram schools, bars, massage parlors, swimming pools, video game arcades, and other similar recreational venues. Also important to note, you will still have to wear a mask at all times when you leave your home, Gatherings are still limited to five people indoors and ten people outdoors, 
and all public weddings, funerals, and religious events will remain canceled. Officials say that even though the outbreak is under control in Taiwan, there's still a need for restrictions while sporadic cases continue to crop up. Overseas Community Affairs Council has started looking for submissions for its 2021 Chinese Language Journalism Award for Overseas Media. This year's award has the core idea of focusing on Taiwan, reporting on Taiwan. The theme of this year's award is the influence of the Chinese language media during the COVID-19 pandemic and aims to encourage overseas Chinese language media that continue reporting on the pandemic during this difficult time. The council has prepared three prizes, print and web journalism, broadcast journalism, and television and video journalism, plus a special award for electronic news reporting on overseas ethnic Chinese affairs specially prepared for global news volunteers. Submissions will be accepted from now until August 15th. For more information, please visit the official website of the 2021 Chinese Language Journalism Award for Overseas Media at www.ocacmediaawards.tw. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Kleba Vazejo is from Ecuador. He loves Taiwan very much and has been in the country for six years now. He is an entrepreneur. He started a business in underground telecommunications called Expand Latam. When you think about miners, okay, people work in the mines who work underground, they have to have a way of communicating with the outside world. So that's what Kleber does. Today, we're going to learn from him more about his important work on underground telecommunications. It's an mm-hmm. important system, but it's also a dangerous thing for these people to be working underground, and 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 they rely so much on your on your communication system. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's it's dangerous. It sounds so dangerous. Well, it's a big responsibility for us. Uh, it's very challenging. Luckily, as I said, we have a nice partner where they have been already doing this for years, and we are actually on the supply chain. You know, helping them with the product, helping them to find new technologies. And yeah, working on that every day a bit. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Have but you... that's not the only industry, you know. I mean, as a company, we offer the services. Now we went deep into this, and then there is a nice opportunity here. But we help also other type of business, you know, to help them with the supply chain. Has there been any problems or accidents um, that you know of in, um, in your business? Well, when I visit there, it was not related with communication, but for me it was interesting to understand how this mine, you know, works. And there are like 10, 12 companies involved. Like one company is all in charge about food, for example, because there are three, 300 miners, for example, or 500 miners, so they need to eat, right? So there is only one company to give them food. There is another company to do the transportation. The other company is all about safety, for example, like making sure about their clothes, their tools, and then there are so many companies involved. So day 6 a.m., they have their first meeting 
it was very nice when I was there. They just actually, you know, they pray. They say, okay, we wish nobody dies today. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's trust each other. And then let's go to work. And they work 24 hours, you know, never stop. So it's very, very hard. And then I, I met and talked to some people. And actually, when I visited there a few months ago, one guy didn't saw a signal somewhere. He went down and then he just died oh. there, you know. So it was very tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very sad. Oh, this is such a dangerous job. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. They stay down mm -hmm. there for 24 hours? Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Of course, they switch, right? They switch. I mean, but still, yeah. very, very, very tough. Mainly make sure that the, the, the products that our clients are buying from us, they are all in good quality. We have uh, some inspectors. We go there, check the not only the product itself, but also the way they are packaged. You know, last time we also had a little problem. Like for a reason, the container get all wet. It was it was a bit uh, water outside. Luckily, uh. it has a good wood protection, but the wood was damaged. So we need to change the wood there already in destination in Peru, and then we need to send it to the final customer, right? But yeah, there are sometimes many many things like we send some products. And because it's all, you know, engineering things, so we do Skype, Zoom, and then we somehow connect by a team weaver, you know, like you can control others' computer through your computer, and then you can access to the system and, and then just do the configuration they need to, to the, so the, 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 the system can work, you know, can operate. So it's pretty challenging, it's pretty challenging, but because it's different and it's challenging, it's also nice, you know, because you learn. Yeah. And since I am not an engineer, it's hard sometimes to understand all these and we go through, you know, Team Weaver, for example, which can help you to control one computer from another computer. You have access to that computer, and you can set up the configuration you need to do to to make the the system work. You know, so it's, it's pretty challenging. I was talking about the entry barriers. You know, it's difficult to do this, so it's nice also because nobody is like not not everyone is doing this. You know, so that's also very requires a, a level of spe specialization. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm learning so much from talking to you. I had no idea about this, <laughs> you know, these people who are doing such dangerous jobs every day. But mm -hmm. I'm learning so mm -hmm. much from you. Like you were saying, you know, different companies, you know, they provide different services. Like there are food companies mm -hmm. that give them food. I mean, it's true. We take so much for granted, you know, about life, really. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is really amazing. So you must learn a lot, too, you know, doing this business. And that is just amazing. Mm. Okay, how about in Taiwan? Do you travel to places, like, do you go underground? Last time that I visited the mines, I wanted to go underground, but I couldn't. I couldn't because the time. It was like, um, I only had 15 days, and I had to go, because it's very high first. It was around 4,500 meters, so mm. you need to be there for a while, get used to it, you know, and you also need to do some health, examination health test oh, you know really? so that you can prove that you are in well condition yeah but i'm willing to i'm willing to now it was also i went there last year but i couldn't because i need to do a quarantine before going down oh. so i hope next year i can go on the run and i know it's dangerous but me going down there makes me realize and also take this so much serious much more serious you know that we have to be willing to always improve and, and take it this very seriously you know because lives are in the matter so yeah it's very very nice and responsibilities. That, yeah, that's true. As well. Wait, how, how yeah, far yeah, yeah. you yeah. say they, they go down? I was saying like there are tunnels that can be, let's say, 10, 15 kilometers. I don't know how deep they go, but I know like length, like they can go to 15, 20 kilometers, you know, underground. Oh. So it's pretty, yeah. Very yeah, deep yeah. down. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting, 
But yeah, we enjoy doing that. I also love like meeting all these, you know, the people that we deal with, the clients. So sometimes they travel to Asia, we accompany them, we help them with when visiting uh, here, for example, in Taiwan, some en entrepreneurs, CEOs also travel here and then we accompany them, you know. I also like to learn from these people because, I mean, I'm all, only uh, 28, so I like to learn and listen to more experienced people, you know, also in the business world. So I love that. It's special, you know. So, that this all gives uh -huh. it to me. so in Taiwan, mm -hmm. your clients are just miners. What other kind of profession work underground? Well, uh, yeah, underground, uh, as I told you, there are many different other systems that we are now also evaluating and working on. But actually, totally different from mining and underground telecommunication, we also work with other types of industries, you know. Like, actually, our company just provides services uh, in which uh, whatever the company is looking for, we help them to find, you know. And then we just keep doing and making sure that their products are good. So, so far, because of the technology that requires and the time, we specialize in this, but we also have other types of industries, you know, like beauty products is a totally different thing, right? Cosmetics and all these things. Cosmetics? totally different stuff. Yes, it is cosmetics and all beauty-related products. So you're expanding your mm -hmm. business to more than just yes, underground yes. telecommunication. Oh, okay. Yes. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What is it like working with Taiwanese people? I like it. They're very responsible. They're very organized. A bit is low sometimes for my taste, but of course I can understand that, you know, they are making sure that everything goes well. Um, I like it. I like it. I actually also, before setting up my company, I worked in a Taiwanese company. So, oh, um, you did? It was a nice experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Oh, okay. So how mm -hmm. many people work under you? Well, we are not so many. We are only five people. Uh -huh. you know? uh, in, in, I mean, other people like that we are working together with, there are much more, but we have a team. We are only five now. We are just young company, keep growing, you know, and trying also not to have so many big expenses. Yeah. So you, we try to keep it low, you know, mm -hmm. so, hustling now, you know, fighting. Uh -huh. How many mm -hmm. Taiwanese people? How many Taiwanese uh, employees? Only one, only one. We have in Latin America and we have in China as well. Yeah, okay. it's a lot about outsourcing, outsourcing and partnership, you know. The, the company in Taiwan has only five people, right? No, overall, overall. 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 Yeah. Oh, so yes, you're, yes, 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 yes. you're the only person here in Taiwan. And then you've got, you got employee in China and then Singapore. In China, and Hong Kong. in Latin America. No, no, no. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh. In Latin America, oh. in Latin America, in China and in Taiwan. I have in Taiwan as well. I mean, me, another one in Taiwan, then in China and in Latin America. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it sounds yes, like a yes, very yes. big business, but then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it sounds big. It's difficult. And then we just happen to be so efficient, you know. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. Yes, yes, yes. How's life in yeah. Taiwan? I mean, what do you enjoy doing uh, the most? Uh, doing your leisure time? I really time? enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like, you know, going out and walk. It's something simple, and as again, we take it for granted in Taiwan, but back in Latin America, I cannot do that, you know. You have to be careful where you're walking around. You cannot be with yourself and outside, you know, because unluckily, sadly, it's not so safe. Oh. So I like go walk. I like hiking. I like also like how government offer all these public, uh, you know, Yuntong Chongxin, you know, these sports centers. So sports center. Oh, Yuntong Chongxin, yes. Sports sport center. centers, yes. Yuntong Chongxin. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But so um, it's also oh, very nice. Right. 
Except now with COVID, of course, we can't do that. Well, now but, look, uh, and how's how's it. adjusting to Taiwanese food? I love it. <laughs> I actually I miss it. You know, when I am in Latin America, I really miss my Taiwanese food. You know, uh-huh. the fun, You know, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, that's and many uh, foreigners they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so rural uh, fan, right? Rural fan. That's Rio braised fan. pork over a white rice, right? Oh, braised pork. I like I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and many other things as well. I mean, uh, tofu. I also like tofu a lot. It's very nice. Tofu. tofu. Even the sweet, the sweet, the hong hong tou. You know, the tofu with the red bean. Oh, you mean mapo tofu? Um, tofu, but I mean the how do you call that? I forgot it. It's like this uh, stinky tofu. Oh wow. Yeah, well, it's stinky tofu. Okay, I, I'm not a big lover. <laughs> Do you like it? I don't like it that much, actually. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, I, I mean to... tofu. Oh, tofu. It's a sweet tofu pudding. It's a sweet, sweet tofu, a tofu dessert, right? Sweet tofu dessert. Yeah, that's something that I love. Oh, I love that a lot. Okay, okay. And, then, and yeah. I think it's healthy. <laughs> you think it's what? Uh-huh. Healthy. Healthy. Very healthy. Oh yeah, tofu. I think so. Yes, tofu is good for you anyway. Oh wow! That's Very true. interesting. Okay, so did you think that you were going to be here in Taiwan this long? I mean, it's been six years. Were you planning that? Are you planning to stay on? That. Oh, you never planned that. Well, and I now never, I never imagined. Okay, going to stay here so long. Wait, so mm-hmm. clever. Are you married? I'm single. I'm focusing on my single? business. No right. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you going to stay on in Taiwan? What do you think? Yeah, for now, for now, yeah. I mean, right now in August, my plan is going back to Latin America. But after after Christmas, December, January, I will come back again here in Taiwan. Ah. I need to renew my ARZ. So <laughs> for now, I'm still, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Uh, and yeah, who knows, you know. Of course, wow. I am approaching to my studies. I'm thinking about family and so on. But yeah, for now, again, focusing on the business, keep growing, um, yeah. you know, keep enforcing the team so that they don't need me in every little decision you know so they can be doing also all right you know, independent okay mm-hmm. you don't mind quarantining for that long you miss home so you have to travel home and then come back you don't mind being <laughs> yeah. quarantined huh well it was a nice experience 15 days you know in a, I, in a hotel room i know that's a long it was, time it can be boring yeah. have you done that no <laughs> no but my daughter did yeah she came back from oh, wow. shanghai and anyway it's so good talking to you and thank you for loving taiwan so much and doing business yeah. with Taiwan, and so I awesome. hope that I'm sure you're already contributing a lot to Taiwan. So, and thank you for that. Really yeah. Okay, so continue to yeah, promote. Whenever I have the opportunity, yes. That yes. whenever I have the chance, I talk. I talk about Taiwan. You know how beautiful the island is. The oh, technology good. they have. You know, Taiwan <laughs> is compared with our country is six times smaller, and they have more population. But the GDP is like five times bigger, you know. So <laughs> the importance of education, how the government also encourage everyone to study and right. develop new technologies. You know, now we're talking about the not only TSMC but all the chips that are made here and yes. how relevant is Taiwan in the world. So it's very, very nice. That. Right. I, I'm trying to get involved into that industry, but it's not easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sure you are a risk taker, so. You know, go for it. Yeah, if that's the next thing you want to try. Thank okay. you, Shirley. Very nice well, talking to you as well. Appreciate it. I know. It. Really, thank you so much, and good luck with everything. And keep safe. Thank you very much. And yes, okay. continue to promote Taiwan. Okay. It was great Thanks. talking to you. Great talking to Clever. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Same here. All right. Bye bye. Have a nice day. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.